Welcome to another episode of Let's Create, Let's Talk, episode 10. Let's talk at 10. Here eat for this. I'd like to say I am, but it's been a bit slow of late. Not any reason, just, just irons and juggling and, you know, all kinds of things. I'm, I'm trying to get involved with, of course, to do with photography. And I don't like that the podcast took a bit of a backseat, actually. I can feel it niggling in my mind. And I've had this episode recorded for quite some time. And I, and I like to save her and go back and listen to the guests fully. I do. I don't know if you know that. I mean, that's why it takes a long time sometimes. I listen to the full episode I don't really cut them much, but I like to just make sure I'm getting the audio better now, getting it right, and and that's what you're going to have tonight with a very, very special guest. Two verys. Of course, everyone gets two verys. This lady, well, what can I say? It was a lot of fun. I'm a huge admirer of her creative images, her creative artwork. I say creative images because that's her approach. It's very unique and she's so knowledgeable. It was such a good chat that I want to do it again with this lovely, lovely lady. So head over to ggcreativeimages.co.uk ggcreativeimages.co.uk gg for Glenis Garnet. What a lovely chat we had. So anyway, I'm going to leave it there and let you listen. Press big button. Hello, Molly. Hello, Glenis. Hello, how are you doing? I'm fine, thank you. How are you? I'm very good. I am now, anyway, we're doing this. <laughs> a little bit earlier, at least, to get it, you know, so we can uh, we can have the rest of the night. Uh, I thought that, yeah, and I usually... So it's entirely up to yourself, like whenever. But you know, when you said, "Oh yeah, you don't mind," I thought, "Yeah," because I've, we've just had kids' teas done, and then I'm gonna, I'm gonna have a a minute for do some editing after we've, because I, I, that's what I do on a night anyway. Is just get some editing. So thank you so much for joining me. Oh, that's that's fine. That's great. Thank you for asking me. It's uh, it's a pleasure. Oh, I've got I've got all these websites open. I've I've gone to town on your work, and oh, I, 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 I love what you're doing. And thank you uh, very much. Just tell us a bit about yourself. But before we get started, it's recording. We're going. It doesn't matter. It's just a chat, and that's how I think um, I prefer it. To be honest, I don't like being all on ritual, and we have to be professional. We just got to have a natter. No, we can have a chat. A couple of yeah. northern folk, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wakefield, is it? You you're from? Well, I'm from Leeds originally. My um, my birthplace is Leeds, and I but I've lived in Wakefield for oh, well over thirty odd years. Donkeys, think, yeah. donkeys years. Yeah, donkeys years. <laughs> oh. what, um, what is it? Uh, Merry Wakefield, as they call it. Yeah. Ah, right. Well, my, my friend Mr. Burns keeps trying to drag me over that side of the border. I think there's quite a bit of photography to be done everywhere, but in that particular area, because there's still remnants of industry. There is. Know. I mean, West Yorkshire particularly, you know, you've got the old mill towns, you know, Aye. getting over towards Halifax and places Aye. like that, you know, and Todmorden and yes. um, Slowett and all those lovely um, all those lovely sort of towns and up the, um, uh, you know, as you're going over towards the Pennines from Huddersfield and things like that. But yeah. Yeah. You've got Bradford and Leeds and lots of heritage around the area, really. I, I'm trying to think of the place now. The name's just gone out my head. I went to a, a club called the Trades Club. Oh, it's gone name at place. And one thing I noticed, and it, it, it was the same near Todmond, and a lot of these areas, uh, they're, they're ingrained with art and culture. They are probably um, uh, Hebden Bridge, you know, Hebden. around. Yeah. That's the one. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't think of it. Hebden Bridge, yeah, that's right. 
Yeah. Yeah, there's quite a big thriving art scene around Homeforth and places like that. They have art fairs every year, you know. Yeah, it's a very, yeah. very vibrant. I mean, Wakefield's quite a vibrant arts community. You know, we've got the Hepworth Gallery and we've got the Yorkshire Sculpture Park. And I'm just yeah. a couple of miles down the road from the Yorkshire Sculpture Park. So it's uh, it's a nice area to live, really. Lots of, uh, yeah. lots of variety and things to photograph around the area. Yeah. So tell everyone a little bit about yourself. Well, I, I, I'm always from Wakefield in West Yorkshire. Um, I've, I've done, for, I've, I would say, practiced photography because I think you, you constantly practice photography. Yeah. You never become a master of it or a mistress of it, shall we say? Right. And um, I've, I've always carried a camera. I've always had a camera in my pocket, in my bag, wherever I've gone, and and over sort of my years i've i've, I've traveled quite a bit um yeah. most of my early years i spent playing sports more than anything i played a lot of squash and, and racket sports and uh, but i always had a camera and i used to go up to the you know every weekend we'd go up to the lake district for a, a you know a, a weekend up in the lake district or or go over to the yorkshire dales you know because it, yeah. you know i'm i'm within a couple of hours of of sort of five national parks really the Isn't district it? yeah you know, the Yorkshire Dales, the North York Moors, the Lake District, Northumberland. You know, it's it's a beautiful uh, area. It, the North generally, isn't it? You you you'll you'll know that yourself. Um, but yeah, I've always carried a camera. So wherever I've travelled and walked and backpacked, I've I've always taken photographs wherever I've gone. And um, I've got a you know in the room next door, I've got a box full of um, film slides. You know oh. that have te- been taken for years. Yeah. And um, and so it's something that's always been there for me. But I I've I sort of never really. I won't say I took it seriously. I was I, I was taking in a way recording my life and recording my travels. Um, and it was mostly landscape photography. It was, you know, I'm up on top of Striding Edge or somewhere like that, yeah. and let's get a nice photograph, you know, and, and things. So I've always photographed the landscapes that I've walked in and and, and, and enjoyed being in. So um, the camera has always been an, uh, um, something important uh, to me, taking photographs. And um, I... I, I sort of always, I mean, my background is mostly IT. I worked in a further education college for, for over right. 30 years. And yeah. uh, my, my my original profession was nursing, and I came out of nursing. I, I didn't think I, it wasn't a vocation for me. And, yeah. um, and I got into IT, and it was in those early days when... You know, IT was new. Um, you know, we we had a ro- a, a computer was a, a, the size of a room, and uh, and I <laughs> yeah. started working at, at Dewsbury College in in West Yorkshire, and um, and I basically stayed there for for for, for over thirty years because as as, wow. as as IT was developing, um, I was sort of starting to work in that field, and and over the years, you know, I started off from 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 the sort of the early times when we had these these sort of room-sized computers to um you know mobile phones and laptops and things like that and and so i i was working predominantly in um network infrastructure you know developing yeah. the network developing the infrastructure to go in into the college and things like that and working with other colleges so when things like the the internet came along, you know, and we we're having to put things like email systems in and and things never stopped happening. So you, you there was never a dull moment, if you like. And, yeah. and in between all of that, um, I was quite closely involved with all of the areas in the college because I was involved in, in the developing part of the developing of learning with um, with IT and things like that. So a lot of the things I do now really stem from me doing quite a lot of tutorial work, you know, helping people to develop the skills in IT and things like that. So it's never been, um, you know, giving presentations and things like that has never been a problem for me. It's something I've always done. And uh, and while I was there, I did a degree in graphic design. Oh, right. And oh. um, that was another area I was really interested in. So, I, um, you know, I, they, they paid for me to do my degree and, and things like that. And uh, and so that that was sort of how I my my sort of working life was all revolved around IT uh, art and photography and a little bit of sport thrown in you know so uh, I've always had a sort of fairly active life in that respect yeah. but 
I suppose it wasn't really until I, I was always frustrated with photography because I hate it. You know, you, you used to have to send your pictures to Boots and then you'd wait two weeks to get <laughs> right. them back. Yeah. And um, I used to hate that. That's what I hated most about the, the uh, photography. And, um, you know, you'd get your pictures back and maybe half of them you'd not really got quite right. With sticker and, on it and it'd be all uh, red. and sticker <laughs> and uh, heads half cut off and things. Yeah. So... It was like a bit frustrating for me. And yeah. I remember when digital photography first came out and I thought, wow, this is it. Because yeah. I, I was around when the first version of Photoshop uh, came out. Yeah. And so I was always interested in the graphics and the graphic design side of things. And, and suddenly we had digital cameras and we had digital technology. And um, we, we could get our films back and the boots would scan them for you to create this little digit this digital set of digital images on a cd yes. and that's when it really took off for me when i got my first digital camera i thought this is going to change everything really everything about photography is going to change yeah. and um I'd, my, I think my first, I always bought Canon cameras and uh, I think my first digital Canon camera was something like a power shot or I think I yes. got a power shot which is quite a something like three megapixels you know and um and then I got a, a, a I think it was a g4 and um and up until then I'd been using SLRs you know I'd be just using a, a standard SLR camera yeah. and um that frustrated me because you know when when you sort of go from a, an SLR then to a, a little compact um, in the early days of, of um, digital photography, they were always known for having a lot of shutter lag and things like that. And yeah. you, 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 they were a little bit frustrating. I didn't have interchangeable lenses and, and yeah. things like that. So it became a little bit of, of a sort of bone of contention with me. And it eventually, uh, Canon brought out their first digital SLR and I just went straight and bought one of them. Oh. And so I never looked back then after that. For me... Digital photography is where it really sort of started to yeah. um, um, sort of work for me, really. Both both doing the photography, but also, um, you know, with the graphics and the graphic design side of it as well, because everything was 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 digital. So so uh, yeah, and and I suppose it wasn't until about and I think about ten years ago, I took an early retirement package at the college because they were merging with Huddersfield Technical College. Yeah, and I thought it's an opportunity for me here. Yes, and I was a bit younger than I wanted to be. You know, I was I wasn't sort of you know it wasn't a time I would have normally chosen to retire, but I I decided to take it and and sort of and I sort of changed then from being you know uh, working on the, you know with IT to to more or less doing it full-time photography but I, I set up a small business doing um just doing art fairs and craft fairs and things like that and um selling a few pictures here and there and, and things like that but there was no pressure on me uh to Love really that. have to make too much money because i'd got my pension by then and yeah. so um i was able to in a way just enjoy the photography and start to develop myself really as a photographer so yeah. um I would say that were about what, what? Where are we now? That was about two thousand and fourteen, thirteen, something like that. No, two thousand and ten. Right. Yeah. I, I sort of retired, so uh, I, I retired quite young. But um, it it was sort of in a way that was the turning point for me. That was the point where I really could concentrate on thinking about the sort of photography I really wanted to do. Yeah. And. Um, it sort of started to sort of uh, change from there on, really, you know. And um, but um, I think things really started to take off for me. Um, in in two thousand and fifteen, I lost my partner, and um, I had a lot of time on my hands. And um, I started being a landscape photographer. Yeah. Um, I went out a lot early mornings, late nights, you know, golden hour, silly old clock, getting up at the times, you know, that that nobody else wants to get up. As you do. Yeah. I went, yeah, I know it's it's I don't I don't do that anymore. No. 
I, I went out a lot I, over about 2016, 2017. I yeah. went out a lot. I did a lot of landscape photography. And um, I think I, it was helping me to get through. A healing. Well, yes, it was a, a healing, healing process. process. Yeah. Yeah. And and I find photography is like that. It yes. can actually, you know, there's a to me there's a the, there's a mental side to it as well as a um, you know the yeah. physical act of doing photography. And um, I found myself up. I don't know if you know the Bookstones up in um, uh, just on the way out of Huddersfield. There's a, a little rocky outcrop, a gritstone outcrop. Oh yeah, yeah. On the yeah. northern part of Bookstones, the yeah. district, on the way to Manchester. Yeah. And I was. I, it was about. It was about six o'clock in the morning in November, and it was it was about minus five, oh. and and I thought, I'm not really enjoying this. No. I'm not really enjoying being, and I was starting to feel, you know, being a, a woman of a certain oh. age as well, I'm starting to feel a little bit vulnerable being out on my own. Yeah. And so, I decided to pack up, and I don't think even the dog wasn't enjoying it that morning. It was so cold, you know. It was. <laughs> Freezing cold, and we were just stood, stood waiting, you know. Like, yeah, yeah. And we, I, I got in the car and had a flask of coffee, and I thought, I've got to do something. I, I never thought about giving up photography. That yeah. would, ne that would never happen. Um, and I decided that I really need to change the way I was, I was doing things. And, and it wasn't that I didn't like landscape photography anymore. It's just that I found I was. Doing photography by the numbers, if that if that makes sense, I, I knew yeah. how to do it, and I'd found myself when because I was doing art fairs and craft fairs, I sort of knew what sold, and and the sort of things that sold were pictures of people's, you know, you know as much as I do that photography is a hard sell. Yes, it really is a hard sell. It really is. And, um, you know, I, I always think of the black like Stuart McLennan, you know, was up in yeah. the up. In Keswick, and I always think he, the stuff he has to listen to when people, <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. say, "Well, I could do that on my mobile phone," oh, and yeah. I think, "Right, well, must be a hard sell for him." But um, um, I where was I? Um, yeah, and and I got home, and I thought, I've got to start doing something different, and and I I even looked back at my old degree work to see, you know, well, where's my creativity gone? What what's stopping me from being? Creative? I'm sensing all this. There's, there's these there's these parts in what you're saying where I'm going back to Photoshop one, and I remember the first digital images, and and the abstraction was natural. Yeah, and I I can see where you're going, what you're saying, and it's so so good to hear because. I can see the gaps in between where you've mentioned about the small digital camera and you got blurred images. Even if you control the lag on it and it was frustrating, but then with Photoshop, you had this opportunity to layer and, yeah. and I'm seeing you doing that. And then I think now you're seeing you look back and you found all these, because I did it myself. I, I had some images of ancient Egypt and I was layering them over cityscapes just playing around with things like mm. that that's thing that's why i've connected to you and fascinated because I, I can almost i can almost see that trajectory so so when you you look back what did you discover at that point it was exciting i guess well i, I think you know what what i think what i discovered when i when i started to sort of think about things because I, I i decided to to just have a little bit of a, a break from the photography yeah, and do a, and it was Christmas and New Year, and I tend to not go out too much. And I thought I'm I'm gonna read a lot. I'm gonna watch a lot of videos. I'm gonna do a lot of research. Yeah. But I wanted to research about creativity. And when I looked back at the work that I was doing, I'd done in the past. I thought it was so creative. There was there was something Great. happening with me. Yes. Yeah. There was something happening, and I was obviously. Um, you know, finding something, you know, years ago that I'd lost and yeah. I'd stopped doing. And I think it was because I was doing the photography by the numbers. And I, I use a little term when I'm talking to people in, in camera clubs, I, I, I say, you know, make, you know, you've got to make images for yourself and don't make images you think other people want to see. That yes. That's, a, for me, is a really important thing. And I think that's what I was doing. I was making images I thought would sell and I thought might might make nice images if somebody put them in a frame or something like that. And 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 
I've sort of gone against everything I, I I feel now about creativity. I think it's it's so important to have a creative mind and and to develop develop yourself. So I had that little sabbatical really yeah. away from the photography. And I, but I was reading a lot about photography and reading and researching some of the things I'd researched years ago, you know, looking at all of the old photographers, you know, all the yeah. classics and um, reading books that I'd read years ago about creativity and, and new ones, looking for things just to talk about creativity and and see what I needed to do. And it, it wasn't really anything to do with photography. It was to do with developing my creative mind again. I, I, I think you've got to sort of feed creativity. You've got yes. to keep on feeding it all the time. Yeah. And eventually something happens and what I also one of the things I decided to do, I decided to stop going out every day and early morning and late evening. I stopped doing all the golden hour stuff, and I decided to. I was just going to go out and photograph whenever the the time was right for me. I'd go out. Uh, I'd stay in my local area, and what I discovered was there was so much diversity in, in my local area. That yeah. I didn't really need to go very far to find it. It's a bit like saying, oh, I need some inspiration. I must go to Venice. And, yeah, we're all going to be inspired if we go and photograph in places like Venice or, or Florence and places like that. But I, I discovered there was so much diversity in my local area. Yes. I could do most of my photography there. And, and actually, it was more challenging because it was familiar. I had to look for new things to photograph and, and new ways to photograph. And, yeah, because uh, you, your mindset locally, you think, oh, it's throwaway. Yeah. And your mindset just takes it so, like, for granted. Yeah. And, so and that... I think another thing that, that helped me change is I bought a mirrorless camera. I bought a, I, I, yeah. I bought Fuji. And I'd, I'd gone from carrying a Canon camera with the heavy lenses, big, you know, the yeah. big L lenses. And I decided – and I'd stopped doing that because – um, it was too heavy to carry out. You know, most of us, you get to a certain age, you've got a bad knee or a bad back, and you think, oh, it's the weight uh, is 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 prohibiting me from taking out the camera. Yeah. So I decided to sell the, 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 the Canon and move completely from Canon, and I bought my first Fuji camera. And yeah. I, bought, I bought the Fuji XE2 with um, the 18 to 55 and the 55 200 lens, and I stuck with those for for a few years, and I yeah. just I thought the the mirrorless cameras are fantastic, and for yeah. me the Fuji just changed it changed my photography in many ways really just just being able to get out again and not having to worry about carrying heavy kit. So, um, you know I think I think sometimes you have to make those changes to, yes. to sort of generate some change in in you really yeah I, I really feel that at the moment i've been doing a lot of street photography and my last project was just all black and white and i, I was lucky i got a nikon zf um oh. i didn't want to give it back i'd give it back but I, I instantly connected with that camera and it's not about the gear but there is something um there is something aesthetic that like the Fuji, the way you speak about it is the way I felt about that camera. Um, and it, the, the way I could be expressive and get the quality I wanted. Yeah. Um, it felt, I won't say it felt easier. I think I was, um, I felt that uh, I instinctively was using the tool, like digging a hole with the right size spade, you know, and, 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 and it felt like that. And, I've I've put all these artists here, you know, we've got Jean Miro, we've got George Brack, we've got Gustav Klint, Wallace Kandinsky, I've got all these, we haven't mentioned anything like that, but to you artists, you've mentioned about other photographers, but myself, I love looking at, at, at like at Mondrian and what was the other guy I was on about to, to someone the other day? And he, I, oh, um, and he's quite scary, Francis Bacon. Oh, Francis Bacon's a bit frightening, yeah. Yeah, but people always look at me and I think, yeah, but look at the, look at the movement, look at the, look at the, look at the, the texture, and and then think of your photography and and I like photographing movement a lot. Yeah. And um, I, I don't, 
you've said so much in such a short no, space of time that I can really relate to about doing it for yourself, about expression for yourself and seeing for yourself and, and what comes out is always true. It feels better. And I guess does. that passes on, doesn't it? It does. I mean, I, I think that what you've got to do really is you've got to sort of realise your own vision. You've got to yeah. photograph things that say something about you personally. I think it's a very, it's become a very personal thing for me now. Yes. A very emotional thing. Yeah, yeah. Because um, I, I think, you know, it's it, you've got to realise your own vision, not somebody else's, you know. Um, you know, I, I always think that it's, it's um, and it's difficult to do because we, we can, there can be a tendency um, in photography for people to copy other photographers. And I don't think that's necessarily a bad, bad thing. thing. Yeah, yeah. We learn by copying. We have yes. to learn some way. Yeah. Um, but it, I think it's sometimes people then find it difficult to break away from that and develop their own voice. And I think developing your own voice is one of the most important things that you can do in any of the visual arts, you know. Uh, and I think I think that breaking away from like you did with your landscape, I'm feeling that from what you said, that, I, that I'm, I'm, I, will, I still want to continue with landscapes, but I feel this breaking away because purely on the excitement and and. I'm enthralled with. I'm I'm more into uh, what I'm doing on the streets at the moment than what I'd see in nature, um, which I never expected. This was a complete shock that I would go back to my college days. So <laughs> you're right. It's just sometimes you've got to be brave, haven't you? And um, you have got to be brave. I think, and and that's the right word to use. And and. Because you know we're we all use social we all, most of us use social media these days and so if you're lucky you may build up a, a little bit of a following. I, I remember when um, you know when I was sort of starting to do things a little bit differently and I was playing with multiple exposure, starting yeah. to do more creative landscape work and 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 be more creative with my uh, my photography, and I got. Uh, I joined a, a, a Facebook group called She Clicks. I don't know if you've heard of it. Yeah, yeah, it's, yes. yeah. It's very popular for women photographers. And it, it, it sort of opened up a lot of, I suppose in a way, a lot of frustrations for women photographers to be able to get together and talk amongst themselves to sort of try and then push and, and Angela Nicholson who, who set it up is fantastic you know yes. and um and she gave the opportunity to a few of us to do things like webinars you know to sort of pass on our um our sort of skills and uh, and, and and things to to other women photographers and it sort of in a way um opened a little bit of a door for me uh because I I started to sort of people started to sort of see my work and got interested in it and then um, um, someone from the RPS Visual Arts Group got in touch with me and said, "Would you do a, Would you do a, um, uh, an article for us in oh, the wow. uh, Visual yeah. Arts magazine?" And so it's sort of a little bit snowballed from there. And I think the thing with social media is that you you can build up a little bit of a following, and when you do that. Uh, people expect certain things from you, and when you depart from that, yeah. Um, you can. Th it makes you think. Oh, people don't like this work, but you know, often you're just breaking away from. You don't want to stay in that same little um, sort of uh, spot all the time. And it, it, in many ways, it's a little bit of a double-edged sword because you think, oh, I'm going to put the work up that I think people might like, and you're going back then to that situation where I'm making images I think people might like. Yeah. Or do you carry on just? breaking away and, and carry on and don't worry about the, the sort of the following and things like that, then, then I think you're in a better place for doing that, you that's know, and, and, and that's yeah. what I do in a way with social media. I, I don't yeah. worry too much about, you know, the, I, I don't worry about the number of likes I've got. I've made loads of friends on social media. Isn't it amazing? Yeah. It really, and, and the she clicks thing and, and the fact that, so I don't like to refer, we have to refer to female photography, male photography, because it's male dominated. But I think um, the majority of, of photography I love, it, it doesn't matter, but just so happens that female photographers that I I like looking at. And a lot, I've heard about she clicks a lot and, and maybe I need to speak with them and get them to come and do a podcast with me as well. Because Angela, 
yeah, yeah ask yeah. Angela to, to, to do yeah. a podcast because I'm sure she will be be willing to do that. Yeah. yeah. And I, I it's just the world we're living, isn't it? And it's the way it is. And I think everyone needs a voice and everyone should have a chance to be out there. But it is very clicky, very um so it's a good title, she clicks, because it's photography is a male, male click uh, based. You can't avoid it. It's there to see, you know. Traditionally, it's been quite male orientated, yeah. hasn't it, really? I, I remember, you know, when I was doing some research years ago and I was doing my degree, I was doing some stuff on um, uh, advertising because it was graphics and things. And I looked back at a lot of the history of advertising with yeah. photography. And, you know, when they brought the little box brownie out, the little Kodak brownie, up until that came out, all photography had been focused towards uh, blokes, you know, because yeah. it was very technical. It was a very technical pastime, wasn't it? You know, it was about chemicals and yeah. things like Engineered. that. And women yes. didn't do that, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And what Kodak did was they marketed it towards women, the box brownie. Families, yes. Yeah. Yeah. The, 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 the bit of the tagline was... Um, it, it, it always makes me laugh when I think of this. Look, this is, these are so easy to use. Even a woman can use them. <laughs> that was the that was the message. Oh. And and what they did, they discovered oh. that they were selling a lot of these box brownies to um, women. Yeah, yeah. And, and they realised that that a lot of guys had sort of it put it put boys off from buying cameras these box browns because they thought they were for girls yeah. and so they changed the the marketing and they started marketing the box brownie in a more technical way so it might appeal to to young boys and men and i just think that's that's amazing you know i mean we've come such a long way haven't we now from yeah the, yeah, uh, in some ways we haven't, but in in many ways we have. But, yeah, I think uh, of Bridget Riley sometimes when I've seen her work, and I think, you know, uh, I, the struggle to get that out to do that work as well is so unique. It is very unique, and and I I would I admire her so much because I just don't know how she painted those paintings. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And so early on in 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 the world where no one had ever seen anything quite like it, had done anything quite like it. That's right. Yeah. She stands and, out to and, me as totally unique, and and doesn't get anywhere near as mentioned as I said Francis Bacon before. But you know, it's uh, when I look up there and I think about the artists that I do follow, even in artists is so uh, predominantly male, isn't it? But just, it is, yeah. But I, I think you know, we 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 just you know, there are there are plenty of women artists, and now lots of more women photographers. Now, than, yeah, about it. more it's, than it, ever, yeah, yeah, absolutely. It seems to yeah. be very popular uh, yeah. uh, pastime for uh, for women now, and and it's a lot more accessible than it used to be. Yeah. I don't know what it's like in the industry because I've never worked in the photographic industry, no. but certainly in the hobby side of it, it's yeah. um, it does appeal. Um, uh, to women photographers and 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 people are using the mobile phones more now, aren't they? Really, yeah. the, the the quality is 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 quite outstanding, really. Yes. Uh, but yeah, I mean, a, a lot of my inspiration comes from art and artists rather yeah. than photographers, really. And uh, I, I love uh, the early twentieth century abstract artists oh, and uh, yeah. the abstract expressionists. I, I love all that that stuff. Really. What a time! Uh, all that was going on. Uh, what was in the water? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but I think I always I always remember reading. I, there's a book that Malevich did. The uh, you know um, he did the black square on yeah. on, on canvas. Yes, and I I remember reading the book. I can't remember what it's called now, but um, you know it, 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 it's it's hard to um, imagine how subversive that image was at the time because up to him just producing a black square on on a white canvas yeah. yeah everything all painting and art was really just pastoral images and portraiture and things like that and you had to paint what you saw yeah, you know it was, it was realistic yeah 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 and he put this he put this painting on the wall and and i don't think and the art world didn't know what to make of him they just didn't know what to make of this of this black square mm. and of course he, he 
it sort of started off, it kick-started then, didn't it? All yeah. this work by people like Mondrian and, and yeah. Kandinsky and and, yeah. and and all those sort of abstract artists like Braque and Picasso. And uh, I thought, it, to me, that period of, of, of art, when abstract art really kicked off, it's so it's so fascinating and, and the, yeah. the work is, is tremendous and I still get a, a kick out of seeing you know I, you, you see a, a thing like a Rothko and and and, and yeah. you think you know it, it's 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 not it's simple but the simplicity is what appeals really it's the experience of seeing it I think more than anything but it is uh, it's exactly yeah. that yeah going to the Tate gallery and experiencing it and yeah. seeing it uh, like uh, like you say uh, I think I put was it David Hockney as well. I I had a big oh, good, yeah. fascination with Hockney. I like his um his work in California. Hockney's. I think yeah. he. I think it 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 it's maybe. I'm not sure. I like the 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 newer stuff, but I certainly like a lot of the older work. He yeah, did. the Promised Land one. He did a documentary on it with the big panels and the, that that did fascinate me. But I have was that moved... the photography one he did with the polaroids and things and yeah and then he, he he did these huge square panels from all the uh, polaroids uh, he put together and yeah well, he was overlaying overlaying photography that was yeah. fascinating and yeah. again groundbreaking and and i've got to bring this back to you glennis because we're seeing masks and we're seeing this creativity that stops you we're witnessing all these amazing images and I can see the transformations going through them. I can see these uh, forms of refraction, reflections, expre expression and abstraction and, and, and from architecture mixed with graphic design. And then all of a sudden we've got this complete change of only see, since Christmas of the yeah, masks. Yeah. I, I, I've been thinking about doing some sort of self-portrait project for a yeah. while um i think photographers uh find find it difficult to be photographed um yeah. i think we none of us really like our own photographs and um i thought it 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 was something that was has been mulling in the back of my my mind and and when i come to the sort of like the winter months I'm, I'm, i struggle a little bit with my um um yeah. uh, with motivation uh, to do photography and so i usually do find start looking for something i could do to sort of something that i could probably do indoors and things like that so that i don't yeah. have to think about the weather and um I i'm part of a little creative um women's photography group we the six of us and we set up a little group a few years ago just to sort of get together on on every month on zoom yeah and um we talk about being creative and we're all creative in our own way. And um, we just talk about our process and how we decided. And, and we sometimes set little themes to go off and think about. And I've done a few little projects based on, on the themes that we've set. Um, and just before Christmas, we, we, met, we met last time just in early December. And I said, well, why don't we try a self a self portrait project or a selfie project yeah and of course everybody thought oh god i don't no, want to know and i said well try and think about you know the, the different ways you could you could do it and so um we're not we're meeting next weekend next saturday to sort of look at where we've gone and so i've always been fascinated by the fact that we often wear a a, a um a metaphorical mask i suppose throughout our lives you know we yeah. have a different face for different situations we we have a different face at work we have a different face with our families and everywhere we go and every every part of our lives in a way um we we present ourselves in a no i'm not saying in a in a a, a large way but in a in a little way we always have a, a slightly different face you know we it's yes. like when you go into the headmistresses or headmaster's studio when you know when you when you were a kid and you were in trouble you know you'd have a different face but you know even with your parents you know you've got a, a different face and so i was fascinated by the fact that 
you know, we do put on a mask often. And um, so it got me thinking about it. And, and I discovered ages ago, I'd seen this work, but I discovered the work of, I don't know if you know the photographer Inga Marath. She's an Austrian photographer. No. And um, she photographed, um, she's, it's quite years ago. She was a Magnum photographer. Right. And yeah. she was, um, she did a lot of portraiture. And one of my favourite photographs is she did some photographs of traveller people in Ireland. And, and there's this wonderful Kodachrome picture of a, a traveller family. Yes. And they've all got this beautiful red hair and, and the kids have no shoes on. And, and it's a lovely study. But she met this chap called, uh, um, his name's going to go out of my head now. I want to call him Saul Lighter, but it isn't. Saul, um, let me let me just Google it for you. Yeah, go for it. it. Let me just um And what was this just... what was this lady's name again? Inga Marath. Inga. Inga. I N G E. Uh M O R A T H. Saul Steinberg. That's Saul right. Steinberg, right? Saul yeah. Steinberg. Saul Steinberg was a was a an artist. He, he he drew he did a lot of drawings and illustration. And he he started to draw on masks. He made masks. He made a sort of paper bag mask. Wow. And he got together with Inga Marath, who we obviously made friends with him. And um they put they got people to, to pose in 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 a um uh just in a normal situation, like sat in the car, driving the car, and they put one of his masks over over the head. So all it, it and they did this project called I think it was called the Mask of Masquerade or something. Yeah. And um, there, there are these these pictures taken by uh, Inga Marath of, of all these people in different masks that he's drawn on, and and so they've all got a character of these masks. So I thought this is a really interesting idea that that people do go around sometimes with with yeah. a mask. And so yeah. I. I, I I had a I started by thinking, well, how can I can I make a mask of my own face first of all? Yeah. So I, I experimented. I, I put some tin foil all over my face and yeah. molded it, Happy and, and then I paper mache over yeah. it. Yeah. And it was all right, but it wasn't quite right for for what I wanted. I took a few photographs and um uh and 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 they were okay, but they weren't really what I wanted. And I I popped into Hobbycraft, and you know you can do sort of um. Uh, you can do sort of paper mache stuff. You can buy buy models to put paper mache on and the decollage and stuff. De and they've yes. got these masks in there. Yeah. And I thought, right, I'll buy a couple of different masks. And I started, um, uh, right, how am I going to do this? So I set the camera up in the room. I got my little bit of lighting kit out that I'd got, my little portable kit. And I started taking sort of selfie photographs using the, these masks. And the first few I took... Um, I had to I had to work on um you know how am I going to how am I going to get the focus right you know and I'd been using the um uh, the app on the phone um and it it sort of worked okay but you you couldn't use two hands because you're having to use the the app you know so and I wanted to sort of do some poses so what I did was uh, I discovered that if you set the camera for interval for an in, as an interval interval shooting like a time lapse yeah. Shooting, yeah yeah like a time lapse um, what it also does is it uses the eye sensor. It, it actually uh, picks yeah. up the eye focus for you. Yeah. So I got myself with with my mask and I started doing poses and <laughs> playing about that. And and I, when I saw the first ones that I did, I realised that I can create an expression just with the mask. Yes. And me. Yeah. And then I also used a few things. I put my glasses on because they're another mask, aren't they? Yeah. Put yeah. my glasses on. I put my hat on. I got a cowboy hat that I got from the States years ago. And I put the cowboy hat on. And I started taking these these images. And I thought, I've got something really Unique. good here that yeah. will work for me. And I took a, a series of images just sort of posing with my hands in different places, trying to get an expression mm -hmm. through my because there's no expression in the face at all. So you've got the expression of using your hands and the shape of your body. Yes. And um, it, it was just another, I always think serendipity is your friend when you're a photographer, isn't it? You yeah, know, those really little is. serendipitous moments happen. Yes. And I was driving up to my sister's in Leeds and I'd put an old, uh, I've got a little Simon and Garfunkel box set in the car and I put yeah. an old Simon and Garfunkel album on called Bookends. 
Yeah. And um, I started listening to these songs and I thought, oh, these really are from my past. They really are some of my past favourites, you know, and, and mm-hmm. listening to them. And I thought some of the lyrics in these in these songs really fit for some of the images that I've got with these uh, masks. Yes. And um, I started looking at a lot of old songs that I was um uh, that 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 sort of were part of my youth, you know, like I was Carol King, James Taylor, all yeah. of those sort of early seventies, eighties artists, and um, the Eagles and and people yeah. like that. And I put, um, I I decided to do some word clouds using the the um, the lyrics from some of these songs, and I overlaid them on some of the pictures that I yeah. took. Yeah, yeah, and that represent and, and I tried to find um the songs that would fit in a way the pose mood and, or the yeah and also the 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 little statement that I wanted to make and I decided to put them in a little polaroid frame because I thought they're things from my past and they're things that 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 sort of say something about me and um I I decided right at the get-go, I don't want to print these big. I don't if you know, I want to print them as small prints. Yeah. And I decided I'm gonna print them on Instax, these prints, you know. Oh. I'm gonna put them on an Instax as an Instax print. And and that's really how it, it sort of all metamorphosed met, metam what, what's the word anyway? Mor- yeah, I won't bother. Metamorphosis. Just sort of really I, I, that's sometimes what happens to me. I, I, something will just grab me, yeah, and I'll I'll run with it. I'll go just oh. with it, and it 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 might be something completely different and off the wall. But for me, that's what visual art is all about. It's about yeah. trying to find that little something that you're passionate about more than anything. You've got to be passionate about something. I like it, that series and making it into something from one thing to the next, to the next yeah, yeah. and it growing in the words and the lyrics and everything. Yeah. And that's something I've, I've forgot about. Yeah. And you've just and it, took it back a, to me. It's always a process, isn't it? It's got yeah. to be a process. You know, I, I always say that photography doesn't start when you pick up the camera. Mm-hmm. It starts up here. It starts in your head. Yeah. Starts yeah. with the thinking before you even go out and take the camera. It starts with yeah. the idea, and then yes. you go out and you try and uh, realize it. And uh, you know that that's for me is it's it's really important. And it's surprising how you forget that. Like I've just said, uh, I'd forgot about that process when I was younger. I used to make galleries. In my in my thinking was it uh, so I was at Salford. I used to think about shooting certain parts of the town or city or wherever and and I'd, I'd build a little gallery gallery of five images and a theme and and like you're saying about the involving the music that takes me back to early photoshop overlaying words on images and not so long ago i went to valencia very lucky and uh, i did a photograph in the underground car park <laughs> valencia's amazing and i'm in the car park and there's this white wall. They're all white walls, concrete white walls. And there's this these people walking down. There's a young lady and a and a and a kid walking down this lit area. And I put uh, Sean Tucker's words from his book, meaning in the making, over the yeah. top of it. And it and it took me back. So when I saw what you was doing with the mask, I was like, that that really inspired me. And and what got me was the again and we'll say that word we're not fighting a war no but it does a brave move to just put those mask images on and and i thought wow they're fantastic i've seen them mostly on twitter for some reason i don't get your work on on instagram i don't know why i've got them all i've got them all on instagram So, so I've got your Insta here. We're going to yeah. mention a couple of places, actually. So, ladies and gentlemen, you need to go to ggcreativeimages.co.uk. That's Glenys's website. But Glenys is a proper aficionado on the old socials. So you need to go to <laughs> GGC Images on Instagram. That's G-C-C- GGC Images on Instagram and have a look at the... Not, not just the mass, everything. Spend some time on the uh, the collection you've got where you've done a few in one frame, mm. where you mention about uh, Instax. 
I, I remember the old Kodak um, white. They were they were a white um, pl hard plastic uh, um, slide with a blue edge and a blue like a dark blue feel to them. And 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 I was seeing and I've seen that and thinking that does remind me of nineteen seventy eight when I was very young playing with these slides in a stinky slide projector that burning but i've said mentioned this before the burning smell of dust yeah. <laughs> it really inspired me uh, so, in the projector yeah yeah and seeing these images from that going back to that time but i don't know if you've seen the film vanilla sky i don't think i have no it's a bit of a weird one but is it tom cruise tom cruise is in oh, it i'm not keen on tom cruise that's well, probably what I'm not, but it's so different for him because he ends up getting disfigured, and he's in most of the film he's wearing a mask, yeah. which is oh yeah, so, yeah. It's a yeah. brave film for him actually to do because the focus isn't on his being a big Hollywood superstar. There's quite a bit of a, a story to it uh, right yeah. to the end, and the masks that the mask that you've used it reminds me of Vanilla Sky. And, and there's parts of that film flip your head upside down, and and that's what these images do. And I think that's great because it we should be we should be uh, testing ourselves again. Our synopsis is to fire and think creatively and struggle to understand. Yeah, I think we can say in a safe place, can't we? Sometimes well, we I, can, I have. Yes. Yes. And it isn't always easy to 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 sort of branch out and um, yeah. but you know I I look at my I was looking at my Instagram feed yesterday because I thought well, you know we're having this chat tonight and I thought it, it's almost like a scrapbook for me it's like it's yeah. like I'll do something and let's stick it on 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 Insta but uh, and when I look at it and I look through it and I think there's such a diversity of things there yeah but. I think that's what you've, in a way, that's what you've got to do. You've got to be brave and mm -hmm. don't worry about, you know, if, if somebody just clicks it once and says, and has a like, it doesn't really matter. It, no. it gets it out there. It just gets it out there and it shows that you, you're sort of thinking a little bit differently. But we do, we, we can stay in a safe place. And, yeah. Uh, we apply rules, don't we? Oh, yeah, yeah. Why I mean, we apply those rules to ourselves? I don't know. We, we do restrict ourselves a lot. And and I, I think you've got to sort of, um, you know, not worry too much about uh, about it, really. But it's hard. I think I think yeah. people do struggle to um, uh, come away from this. It's like I was doing with the, the, the landscapes. You know, I was thinking, I knew what I needed to do. Yeah. But... Um, you're in a comfort zone and when you're in that comfort zone it's like i i i think of the comfort zone as you know when you go walking and you go go for a, a walk in the winter and it's freezing cold and you're in the the, the wind and the rain and you get stuck behind a wall having your dinner yeah. and you sit down and you've got a bit of shelter and you you you, you drink your you you eat your sandwiches and drink your tea and then you don't want to get up again do you and start yeah. moving and that's a little bit like it is you're stuck behind a wall this little comfort zone and in your own little bubble yes. and um yeah. you know nobody's going to um nobody's going to bring you down because you've done something different and it might not work yeah but it, it's it doesn't matter it, it's the act of doing it that for me that's important is the act of trying and um expressing yourself more than anything that's important really i yeah. think and especially in in photography it's I don't know about you, Mally, but it's so difficult to do different things in photography. Most things have been done before, haven't yeah. they, Rip? And yeah. uh, so you know, you, you've you, and and it, but it's sometimes it may have been done before, but you haven't done it before. And that's, that's how I say, I say that a lot. Yeah. yeah, I haven't done that before. Like with the street photography at night, it's so fulfilling. Yeah. I, I'm enjoying that so much. The dark nights were like you've just said to yourself. Uh, uh, I've always been. Oh, God, here we go. Four o'clock. It's dark. I've just. I finished work at half four, five o'clock, whatever. What am I gonna do? You know. Yeah. And now I just hit the street, walk around the streets. I've got a project I need to do now locally. Need to catch up on that. And and it, it's a real tester because I've got to photograph things that I don't normally photograph, which is things that have 
round the corner, the shop, the tree that's near the bus stop. And I need to look at them differently. And yeah. that's challenging, very, really challenging. And the message you've just given to everyone is so freeing. Thank you so much, Glennis. Thank you. Wonderful chat. I'm, I'm realizing we've nearly talked for an hour and it's been fabulous. That's um, I'm going to round up there and, and like I say, thank you so much for your time. You're welcome. It's been a pleasure to. to... I want to get you back on. I'd love to oh, do it again. Yeah, we've, we've got loads. We've got we've loads. Got, of I honestly feel like we've done like part one of five. We've, we've only touched the surface. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's a delight because to to hear someone and the, like I said about the, the gaps from when you was younger and Photoshop one and, and the way that experimental I think looking back at those times that, and I, I, I'm not going to swear, but you, th I thought were crap or weren't very good. Actually, actually, uh, now looking back, I'm, I'm, I'm going. Oh, you know what? You was onto something there. Yeah. So I'm going to. It's easy to undersell yourself, you know. You, yeah. you, we constantly wanting to improve, I suppose, ourselves. Yeah. And when we do look back, I mean, we, we all look back at photographs, don't we, and think, what was I thinking? There's no yeah. doubt about that, you know. Yeah. But but uh, there is there will be some good stuff in there. There will be some good stuff that you've done. If you've got that visual eye, if you've got the eye for it, yeah. um, th there is often some little gems floating about in your past. Yeah. There you go. So part two is the visual eye. Right, okay. <laughs> All right, then. You're on. In a few months' time, I'll give you a yeah. shout if you'd like. Have you up in a few months' time and we'll 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 chat again. That's great. Thanks so much, Glennis, for your time, knowledge, and just spending uh, the evening having a chat about your creative work and well both of us having a right good jangle. Two northerners, eh? Spawn decking. I hope you understood what we were saying, any road, and you enjoyed that podcast. I enjoyed myself far too much, and we shall be returning in a couple of months' time. Just the connections and seeing Glennis's work is so, so good. It, what was the word? I used a term the other day for Kieran Dodd's um, creatively energised. I came away from our chat fizzing, buzzing with ideas and, and what I can do with my camera than just the usual. And I did. I went off, went to the lakes for a few days and with the, my good lady wife, I took some, some shots with the 100 to 400 in a very different style to what I would normally shoot with. And I think experimenting is key. And Glennis proves that. Beautiful, beautiful work. Anyway, go to ggcreativeimages.co.uk and spend some time having a look through everything that she has on there and what she's got coming up. And don't forget, Glennis does talks, so if you can get her on at your camera club, and me, if you like, get me on your camera club, I do talks as well. Get us both on, that'd be interesting. Double book, that Never done that before. Could be a night with Mally and Glennis. That would be funny. Any road, I'm, I'm going to round it up there. If you've enjoyed this, please consider supporting what I do by heading over to Patreon. You can join for one month. You can join for 12. You can join for free. It's entirely up to you, but the support goes a long way to keeping these recordings are coming and keeps me getting out and creating, not just here with the podcast, but on YouTube. It's very appreciated, but it's not just uh, put your hand in your pocket. It's a full on community. We have meetups once a month. I post extra content on there when I can. It's been a slow month this month, but there's still more to be going on there. You get first releases of podcasts and YouTube videos as and when I release them. So please head over to patreon.com, Mali Photography. Just search for me. You'll find me. Join me for a couple of bob. Right, that's enough. I'm, I'm done in. What time are we on? Oh, it's cup of tea time. Right. See there.